At 6 p.m. yesterday evening, you were executed and pronounced dead. You no longer exist. What kind of prison is this? It's not a prison. You're about to enter the Animus. What you're about to see, hear, and feel are the memories of your ancestor, who has been dead for 500 years. What do you want from me? Your past. Welcome to the Spanish Inquisition. I am God, even though I'm a man of God. My whole life in the hand of God. So Y'all better quit playing with God. My name is Adam. And I'm Melissa. And this is Below Freezing, a podcast in which we talk about films that have a Rotten Tomato score of 32% or less. And, you know, so we, we're we finally across the finish line with Sharknado. Um, I, I guess like a little behind the scenes. So we recorded those like a while ago. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've recorded. Oh yeah, this we, feels very weird. We're, we're talking about uh, we're talking about Assassin's Creed. We're going to get to that momentarily, but so we're just about we're a couple of days from the last Sharknado episode being released. And <laughs> what would you say that your your general feel? Not just I guess I don't know how to say it. not towards the movies, but towards like podcasting. I <laughs> <laughs> like. I think I needed a break. I'm happy we did it bam, 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 like, and we had time for them to just release, um, which I think we clearly needed way more of a break than the audience because they at least had a break in between. But I just needed it. I think my mental health. Yeah, yeah. But and by the end there, <laughs> it, it just was like a real slog. And then, and not that anybody needs to know this, but like, I like listenership went down over the period of, <laughs> of the Sharknado films. And like, when we did like Joe Bit Taylor, it went up like a little bit more like, oh, this is not a Sharknado film. And then they just kind of went back down again. So, so part of, I think, the next few movies that we're going to do, and they might not be big hits, one of the movies that we're going to do uh, in the next four, you've probably seen listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, and as we get into talking about this movie, um, of the four that we were approaching, this was the one that both of us hadn't seen. Yes. And I think that'll come into play a little more as we start <laughs> talking about this movie. Any other uh, unrelated Assassin's Creed business we want to? No, I'm ha- I'm very happy to be back at it with back downstairs in the old studio. Yeah. <laughs> with this movie, wow. Okay, well let's let's just get let's just get to talking about it. So this movie is Assassin's Creed from 2016. Uh, who picked it and why? I, I think we I showed you a bunch. I think I pulled out like eight or nine movies to kind of get us going. And mm-hmm. so I mean, I, I, I again, I think this is a joint venture. I kind of narrowed the pot and you sort of solidified it. Would you Would you say that's fair? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I I. 
I asked you when did this movie come out, and you were like, let's save it for the pod. Yeah. And I was like, I recall, I I don't know why I recalled like college, but your masters. I would have been done. That was twenty. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, this was. This is like right before we're about to have Sophie. Yeah, it's uh, it right. definitely in between kids. I don't know why I thought, yeah, our well, and, and college. But what I was going to say was I, th- I thought that because I was like, I could have sworn when this movie came out. I was all like, we have to see it. We have to see it. It looks so good. Look who's the lead. And then I think you were the one that was like, I could wait. <laughs> and clearly we waited. Well, and and I think something that we can we can talk a little bit more about is um, – is is Michael Fassbender and just what a kind of a weird career he's he's had. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so uh, what? So normally the question I ask is, what did we drink to get through this? Now uh, we did not drink it. Actually, to be honest, we had coffee. We did when we were watching this because um, we watched it earlier in the day. We didn't do a true look. I guess a true blue below freezing watch. No. Um, it's been a hell of a weekend. Um, we're busy. Oh God, we needed a break from our kids, our and kids, we were our kids kind of suck. Um, <laughs> we were like, all right, we're uh, we're gonna go down and watch a movie, and we had to be good parents, you know. Mm. Coffee. I also um, actually is this? I'm gonna play my hand a little bit. I I think I would have rather played with my kids. Uh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> okay. Uh, but hey. We'll get into that. Um, so this movie is directed by. Oh, I didn't even say what we. But what we're drinking now, though, I almost skipped it over. So oh, yeah, you, we are drinking now. We are drinking now. It's it's a sensible drinking time, right? So you are drinking a Moscato. Uh huh. I don't know what kind. Barefoot. Barefoot. Is the I did. I queued you up before recording. I was like, well, it's barefoot Moscato, hey. right? <laughs> it's a drink. It sure with is with alcohol. <laughs> I am drinking the Coppola Claret. Um, it's a good red. Uh, and so let's go a little clink oh, yeah, there. And then a little. Mm. Yeah. There it is. There it is. It's a little sweet, which is weird for me to say. Yeah, because you, you like the sweet ones. I do. This is like it It tastes good on the palate. Am I saying this right? And But right when it goes down the throat. <laughs> uh, it doesn't taste good. I, I'm it's gonna... not that it doesn't taste good. It's very sweet going yeah, down. Yeah, I'm just going to. I'm just gonna just gonna mosey on by that line. <laughs> <laughs> I I I my mind went very juvenile there. <laughs> um, okay, so this uh, this movie is directed by uh, Justin Kurzel, uh written by a bunch of people whose I don't really know, but so but it is based on the the Ubisoft game. So it was a game, popular game. There's been like I don't know seven or eight of them, okay. maybe, maybe more. I don't know. Um, but pretty popular franchise. So uh, the other day, uh, my semester was kind of winding up, and I had uh, like some free time in the afternoon, and I, I watched uh, Macbeth. Oh yeah. Which and you were like, why are you watching this? I was like, ah, you just you wait. Mm-hmm. So uh, Justin Kurzel directed Macbeth. That Macbeth starring not just Michael Fassbender, but also Marion Cotillard. Marion oh. Cotillard plays Lady, Lady Macbeth. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, and again, as we get into talking about the movie, there are some stylistic things. It, it's very, very obvious that Justin Kurzel, who's only made like five or six movies, um, like at, at total, um, has a very, very kind of visual flair to his uh, his style of film. Um, 
And uh, so that'll get us into the cast. I'd already mentioned. Uh, so Michael Fassbender plays uh, Cal Lynch and also uh, Aguilar um, when he goes back into the 15th century. Mm-hmm. Um, Marion Cotillard plays Dr. Sophia uh, Ricken, um, who is presumably a good person, but then maybe not at the end. Who knows? Uh, her dad is played by Jeremy Irons. I, by the way, I, I, I wanted to do this. Like, I kind of screwed this up, but I want to... Uh, Academy Award nominated Michael Fassbender. Academy Award winning Marion Cotillard. Academy Award winning Jeremy Irons. Uh, Academy Award nominated and underutilized Brendan Gleeson mm-hmm. plays Cal's father when he's older. Brendan Gleeson's son, Brian Gleeson, plays the young version of him, which I thought was pretty interesting. Oh. So all of the Gleesons seem to be actors. Okay. Um, Academy Award nominated Charlotte Rampling plays Ellen Kay, who's like the head of the Knights Templar. Um, and then, uh, who else is, in, uh, um, Denis Menoshe, who plays McGowan. He's like the head of security. Okay. You would, you probably would most notably uh, know him from the beginning of Inglorious Bastards, who has, he's having the conversation with Christoph Waltz with the milk and the. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and actually he's also in that short film. Remember the French short film that was really tense? It was like a husband trying to find his <gasps> yes. wife. That, oh. So the same guy. Okay. Um, that, I just got goosebumps. Menacing. Men- okay. Menacing. Um, and there are some other notable people. Uh, I think that the two – so we, we Michael K. Williams plays Musa, who people would know as Omar from The Wire. But this one – and it took me a while to put this together. Essie Davis plays Mary. That is Cal's mom. Essie Davis oh. – no, go ahead. You were nodding. I could Yes, because she looked I at the beginning I didn't recognize her, but at the end when she was talking, I was like, That voice sounds well, so familiar. Well it is, but she's not doing her traditional Australian because if it's in a glance or it's in a look, you'll something something the Baba Duck. Uh she's the mom in the Baba Duck. Okay. I, I forgot what the line was. I screwed she, that yeah, up. But anyway. She looked familiar though, but okay. Great movie. So yeah, oh yeah, God, Baba Duke. We should watch that soon. Um, okay, and then uh, other people, other things. I don't really. I'm not going to get into it. Okay, so accolades. Nothing really to speak of. Like there was something about Jeremy Irons being overexposed as an actor uh, because he was in like one of the one of the remakes of the Superman with Ben Affleck, and I don't know. I okay. It wasn't even, it, to me. It wasn't even worth bringing up. So we're going to do the box office game. How much do you think the budget was for this movie? Hmm. Big budget. Uh, yes. Video game adaptation. Oh, big... I'm going to say like $4 million. $4 million. Is that not Four a lot? $4 million. $4 million. <laughs> Hold on. You are. Listen. listen I'm going to say. Only... No, I'm sorry. Okay. No, let me start. <laughs> sure. Sure. I remember. And I wrote a note. Uh-huh. Never guess less than one million, but I should probably change that <laughs> to never guess less than twenty-five million. Twenty-five million is that how much it is? Add a hundred million to that. Well, well, no, that, that was never be... okay. Oh. I was gonna say never guess less than twenty-five. That wasn't going to be my guess. Oh, okay, I was okay. gonna say like forty, but still way <laughs> off. <laughs> way off. Way off. So I was. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably what fucking Fassbender got paid. Do I know what a dollar is worth? (laughs) Wow. This probably scares a lot of viewers. They're like, I hope Melissa doesn't pay the bills. She doesn't. Um, But you don't. I don't. You don't. I I just spend the money. Make the money, I spend the money. 
Adam goes, well, we both make the money, but like. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you know, you're just like, slow down. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm no. <laughs> I, I like just the sound, like slow down. Ah, and then you're, you're out the door. Um, so uh, how much did it, did it make in its opening weekend in the U.S.? I'm going to say, I think it made a lot. This is always fun. I always like this. Okay, wait. So what was the actual, what what did they spend? It, the budget was $125 million. Okay. I think it made. Just its just its opening U.S. box office. $75 million. Okay. Way off. Oh. $10 million. Whoa. How much do you think it made in the U.S. when it was all said and done? $14 million. $54 million. You oh, are wow. not great at this. No. <laughs> Worldwide, what do you think its gross was when it was all said and done? $87. You, wow. We're rusty. We're getting back okay. into $240 wow. million. Dollars. <laughs> so in the U.S., it did not recoup, but worldwide, it, it, it did. certainly did. Okay. Um, it was the 63rd highest grossing film in the U.S. that year between a movie we have seen, Office Christmas Party, oh. and uh, a sequel to a movie I have seen, but I haven't seen this one, Barbershop, uh, oh. colon, The Next Cut. I okay. uh, definitely have not seen. I think there's multiple sequels. I haven't seen those. Yeah. Um, this, I am I, I like, I, this is just a snippet of this. Uh, 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 Alyssa Wilkinson from Vox. Um, I think this is like the sum, summation of her review. She goes, it's possible the game's cinematic nature is what tripped up Assassin's, Assassin's Creed's transition to the actual cinema. Perhaps all the possibilities inherent in the material sent the screenwriters into a tailspin. It's as good an explanation as any for the resulting film's muddled nature. Because while Assassin's Creed is by no means the worst movie based on a video game, it's not even the worst release this year, it's not a very good movie either. Uh, the other video game movie they're referencing was the Angry Birds movie. Which mm. uh, I think was even up for Razzies. That the the Angry Birds movie was pretty universally panned. Wow. Okay. When it came out, um, and and I I think that that's I think that that's kind of spot on. I think we'll get into more of that later. And now so now is the point of the show where Melissa tries to guess, and based on her box office guessing, we'll see where this is. Well. Um, the critical and audience Rotten Tomato scores. Here is the blurb. Assassin's Creed is arguably better made and certainly better cast than most video game adaptations. Unfortunately, the CGI-fueled end result is still a joylessly overplotted slog. Critical and then audience. All right. Critical. I said 30%. Mm-hmm. Audience, I said 54. Okay. All right. Where do you think you're closer? Probably audience. I think so. Because obviously we're working within a tighter world for the critical score so critical you said 30 yes 19 what what yeah it was lower my god and audience you said 54 do you think it's higher or lower i hope it's higher it is lower oh my god 42 <gasps> 42 was it really that bad percent. i wasn't uh, even drinking and i enjoyed this okay well this okay so this would be a fun conversation um i don't have i don't have too many trivia things, and I think I might just like save them for as we're talking about the film. But the one thing I want to say is that I I did watch like the forty-ish minute kind of behind the scenes making of thing on it, which really didn't give too much of the plot away. And it was definitely so. One thing that you should know is that Michael Fassbender is one of the producers on the film as well, which okay. especially in the last probably longer than twenty. I mean, it's not uncommon for actors to have production companies, mm -hmm. but. I think actors to really be behind their own vehicles has become way more prominent. So Michael Fassbender being behind this is not 
surprise me right at all but in this in the blurb it says unfortunately the cgi fueled end result blah 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 so here's the thing that's really interesting there was a lot of cgi in the film right like if you watched it you would know and obviously like when i was watching the behind the scenes there was a lot of green screen a lot of it but they also filmed in malta on location quite a bit yeah i think if i hadn't seen the behind the scenes thing i might have more um higher esteem for it but i did and a lot of that in-person stuff that they shot i think got cut um really well so there's a very specific moment and maybe i'll I'll wait um to get into it basically and so here's the plot um, we open with a really great scroll about the Knights Templar and the Apple of Eden, which I can't wait to talk about more about that. Um, and basically, the Knights Templar and the Assassins have been feuding for uh, centuries. Yeah. Um, and uh, we find out that there's a, a young boy named Cal whose parents somehow are involved in this uh, this Assassin's Creed thing. We jump into the future. We now see Michael Fassbender, who's on death row for many a crime. Uh, but he doesn't die. He gets taken in by. Um, well, he fe- dies, and well, then. Well, I don't think he. Di- I said the thing is, I don't think he dies. I think it was all a ruse. Oh. Well, but they never really explained that, right? so I don't know. Okay. Maybe he. I don't know. That's a great. That's a great point. Yeah. Um. But he's taken into this place where all of these people who have lineage to assassins are. They're not. They're captive, but it's not like a prison. But it's like almost like a mental hospital. It's it's a weird setup. And there's this thing called the Animus, which can link him back to Aguilar, who is an ancestor of his that we see early on. Memories from exactly, yes. yeah, from from 1492. Which, if that year sounds familiar, that will come back into the plot. And basically, the uh, the first part of the movie is Cal sort of uh, regressing, as they call it, into Aguilar. Um, but then eventually Cal doesn't want to help them. And so a bunch of the assassins escape and uh, the Knights Templar uh, get the apple, but then they don't. And uh, uh, there's a they don't end up with it at the end. Like the the, the Templar don't end up with the, right. the apple. Um, uh, OK, um, so you liked this movie, it sounds like. I- <laughs> I kind of did. Wow. Let's just say okay. I didn't like the ending. Wasn't a fan. Well, just well, like just you didn't like the the, the final pose, or do you like how it didn't wrap up? I okay. Because we know you don't like an unwrapped up ending. Like clearly, and maybe I'm I'm we're gonna talk about this too soon, but like clearly this was set up that there's there's gonna be a sequel. Well, they, and there was sure no they there was be. no sequel. But so you have, uh, Marian. Is that her name? Marian. Marian. Her character. So Dr. Sophia Rifkin. Yes. She's good, right? Like, you think she's good. Her dad, you could tell, isn't. You could tell she's kind of, like, wrapped up in this family business. This is business. a great place to start. Okay. I like this. And <clears throat> at first, I'm like, I, she's she's evil because she's, like, helping him. But also, like, the way she talks to her dad, I'm like, oh, is she going to turn on him? I don't But then... I came to the conclusion that I was like, she actually wants to help him. Like she actually wants the, to the um her dad and the the Knights Templar lady both in one way or another say like you were always a scientist first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, here's where I got mad. Okay. And it was okay, so she has at the end, her dad gets the 
golden apple. <laughs> the the apple of Eden. There you go. And Eden, Eden, right? Yes. Sure. And um <laughs> he he says that line like you're 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 always a scientist before a Templar or whatever. And she looks really sad. She turns around, she walks away. As she walks away, she sees uh what's his name? Assassin Creed. Yes. Cal. Cal. And at first I'm like, oh, my gosh, she probably thought he was dead and he's alive and she's got this like hope and and they have a conversation. And then as he leaves, it's like that conversation that I didn't think was bad. I think he was more just like at first I thought he was going to kill her, which I thought would have been great. I'm like, I wouldn't have seen it coming. No, but it's like assassin before feelings. Get it. Get it. Like clear. I don't know. I was like, yep. Um. So that didn't happen. So he he goes, and I'm like, okay, well, I think he's, like, telling her. I don't know what he's telling her. But he's telling her something, like, don't choose bad, choose good. It's what I thought. I don't know. Sure. You know? I mean, essentially, it's like it, he tell he's telling her what he's going to do. Yeah. I'm, basically, I'm going to go kill your dad right now. And she could have stopped it, but she didn't. And so I was like, okay, I think she's actually. Uh, yes. I think she wants this because, you know. Like something that she could never do herself. Right, but it's but like it needs to happen. Exactly, exactly. Okay, I get it. I got it. Great. But then she walks out of the building, and all of a sudden, she walks out, and she's like, hero turned villain. And like the way they set it up, I was like, okay, she's gonna be the villain in the next one. Mm-hmm. And why is she a villain? Because he just said pretty much he's gonna go kill your dad. You didn't agree with your dad. You're an asshole for not stopping him. Like, really, you're the person that should be like, it is your fault. You even say it's your fault. But, like, I just, that's what I didn't like. I was like, how is, there wasn't a big enough, like, story right there. Well, no, like, it, it, how, it was what? a real, it was a really, it was a turn on a dime kind yes. of shift. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. So that bothered me. And then, like, how that ended, like, and that's what I mean is like I didn't like how they set her up as the villain when I never saw her as that mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot of reason behind it like maybe if they actually had a scene with her and her dad where he's like you did great things I'm so proud of you and this is what we're going to do in the future and she was kind of like oh my god I finally well, have my dad's approval and like and then her dad dies and then she's like I'm a, but so that doesn't happen no it, well and it's interesting too because something I told so something I didn't read that I'll, I'll bring up now is something that the, the director said, Justin Krizel said he didn't want to show assassins as the heroes or Templars as the villains or the opposite because both ideologies can't be clearly called right or wrong and both of them can be corrupted. They can go to extremes, anarchy for assassins and control for the Templars. And while in theory that sounds great, mm-hmm. that is not that's what not the what, movie does. That's not what came Assassins are the heroes yes. and the Templars are the villains. It is just... it. Like there's no other way around it. That's I mean, and and you're and you can you can certainly call Cal or Aguilar like an antihero if you want to, but the fact is is he's our protagonist and we're we want him to succeed. Right. We certainly don't want Jeremy Irons and the Templars to succeed. Well, it's so like it's, if it's, you want the movie that he just described, it would be like okay, you have these two um, characters come together and they're like. Let me hear your thoughts. Well, let me hear your thoughts. You know, let's work together. Let's, okay, hum diddly hum. Let's do this together. Yeah. And like they, you know, that, and then it's a movie where everyone's like, what well, the hell's happening? People are but, having 
conversations. The, the knights, the, the knights, the knights templar literally want to take away free will. That's yeah. part of what they want to do. So, like, no, I'm sorry. There's no good group that wants that. So, like, it's not good that the Assassin's Creed want to kill people. But like, if you're trying to stop people from like basically making where people can't have their own decisions, then yeah, yeah, I'd I'm, say kill away. I don't know. So I got a question. I would be an assassin. Well, I wouldn't. I don't want. I don't think I'd want to be a Templar. Yeah. But but I don't know. But listen, Templars outside of um, too much like the Catholic Church. Charlotte Charlotte Rampling. Um, it seems like there's a lot of straight white men in that group. So maybe I would fit right in. I don't know. But at least the Assassin's Creed seems to be a diverse yes. bunch of people. So you know, I think that's the group you'd want to be associated with. Right. I. But like again, I'm I'm sitting there going like I would never be a Templar. Which like but like 300 years ago, I probably would be a Knights Templar because that's Ugh. just how it would go. Um, question for you. Yes. You are you're you're this is gonna get extreme really fast. Oh, are you ready? Okay. okay. You're held at gunpoint. Okay. And you're looking at uh at me and Sophie and Stell. And the person at gunpoint says, um, you can only save one of them, but for that to even happen, you gotta lose a finger. Who would you lose your finger for? Oh my god. I would say take both hands and let me keep my kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> there was a really, there was a really weird scene early on in like this ritual ceremony where uh, Aguilar is like, I think, becoming an official assassin. Yes, and he gets one of his fingers lopped off. Oh, is that what happened? Yep. Yeah, they can even see later on when he's putting his hand through the thing oh. that one of his fingers is okay. has been lopped off. But I think the reason why you have this reaction right now is very is great because his reaction is like ah. <laughs> I thought <laughs> like that's it. I thought that the device that they put on was that they were going to like just a uh, cuz they put a thing over now that you're talking about it I could see how that thing that they put on him cut off a finger but I thought it almost put like something into his hand like instead of cutting your hand for like the brotherhood here's blood Oh sure sure they, sure it's like it stabbed your hand so it was like yeah. ah you yeah. know No not quite they took they took a finger Wow they did a, they did he have to pick a family member? No, I was making oh. that up. I was just like, like I mean, and he's he's sacrificing his finger for the creed because it's a bigger representation of what he, you know, about, because they, you know, creed first or whatever yes. the hell they say. Um, was it his wedding, like his ring finger? I think so. Interesting. I think so, but I'm not. I, I now I, I couldn't be totally sure. Um, something else that you should just know because this is a video game adaptation. It's not the same company that did Resident Evil. That's Capcom. Okay. So different different worlds. Didn't even think about that. Uh, well, I just figured I'd bring it up but because that's one of our that was our first real yes. uh, uh, franchise, you know. So we gotta yeah bring that I, up when we can. Well, okay. I don't know anything about Assassin's Creed. Okay. Just there's a man. I thought it was one man with a hood, mm -hmm. like Robin Hood, but the shadow version is like what I thought. <laughs> okay. And yeah, he leaps from roof to roof. Sure, a lot of leaping. Why do I, I do feel like the video game? There's like a crow on it too, or there's like some sort of like. I, so I so so I believe if my research research is correct, uh, Aguilar is Spanish for eagle. Oh, so I believe that is the bird that we are seeing, or at least the connection to birds with Aguilar being the that name. That was not an eagle that we saw. Well, I'm just telling you that that's what the name means. Oh. I think that's what they were trying to keep it connected Night to eagle, the world. Night eagle, which is a crow. <laughs> I don't know. Don't associate crows with eagles. <laughs> that I'm just saying. You've pissed off every eagle in the world right now. That was a crow, though, that we saw. Like, 
I don't think it was a crow, though, babe. I that I think that definitely was okay. A crow. Then, then if anything, it was a raven, but it was way too big to be a crow. What is the difference between a raven and a crow? So actually, I think it's the size because I actually okay now now oh like I I hope somebody would listens and knows this. So I believe that blackbirds, crows, and ravens are like all part of the same family. It's just their size difference. Oh, I think so. Like you would be a raven. Sure. I would be a crow. And the girls would be a blackbird. Sure, that's a that's a good way ew, to think. Ew, of, I'd be it, a crow. Oh, well, oh. this was this was your example. You just said. I just <laughs> eat roadkill. <laughs> Dope. Anyways, but um, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I thought it was one man and a cr- his pet crow that like. Well, except for did things. Oh, you mean in the game? Yes, in the that's game. what I yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah, about. Yeah, so yeah. the fact well, that it and, was. And so the the animus in the game is a chair that you sit in and then and it's less um it's I, at least from what i understand again i'm getting this from the um the making of thing that i watched is that it's almost like you know in the matrix when they plug you in mm-hmm. and then you're there yes that's it's so it's more like the animus you sit in and then you're like transported to that place okay and they chose they actively chose to uh with that device that they kind of he, that he could be more active they wanted to make it more cinematic um, which maybe would be a good time now to bring up where I, I'm I'm a little bummed with how this was put together because there was a lot of stunt work and they, they showed this. So that, you know, uh, I think it was right in the middle of the movie. There's that, like they're escaping Spain, but they're in Malta and they're like, doing all the rooftop running. And they're being oh, chased. Oh, him and the woman. Yes, and, yes, yeah, yeah. I loved that. So that's going on for a while. And there's a scene where they're like sliding down the roof, the roof and um, you can't really see it, but he, he like bounces on like a wire and like flips. I don't know if you even caught this. Oh. Um, but there was a stunt man who who literally had to slide down this roof and basically like land on his butt on this wire. He bounced and he flipped, and they wanted him to then land on his feet on this essentially like this tightrope. Um, oh my god. And they they it took a bunch of takes and then I and then I'm watching like the behind the scenes footage, and this guy lands it. And not only does he land it, but he stays still for like you know, 15 seconds because like you want to be able to have the, yes. the look. They don't that moment. That, like you, I saw, I saw the guy like do a flip and then his feet touch it, but they don't ever show the, <gasps> like the landing. And I get that. Like, you know, in a movie you got to cut, you got to make decisions, blah, 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 blah. But I was, and, and then like, I keep reading that, like, you know, uh, Michael Fassbender and the, uh, the woman, um, and I didn't say her name. I feel bad. Um, let me let me look this up really quick because I have it on this page. Um, uh, Arian Lebed uh, plays Maria. She's the sidekick in the 15th okay. century. Yeah. Um, they, they did most of their own stunts, which is honestly, that's really cool. Well, that scene I thought was great. But but then again, like so there's so much of it that is, ends up being CG anyway, which is just it, it's. I don't know, and I, I again, I know it's all movie making stuff, and that they're they're adapting a video game to a movie, but it just there were times when it felt a little too much like a video game, especially like some of those uh, those drone shots, uh, like so the horse chase. By the way, my favorite my favorite like look of the movie was the horse chase because that was all real. That was all real. Yeah, which was great or mostly real. But then some of those drone shots over the crowds, I was like, this just looks like a video game. I see. I. Did not mind the CG. I don't think it looked bad. I've seen worse. Okay. Okay. I I I 
I agree. There definitely has been worse. Holy shit, has there been worse? I would like to. Maybe this is a bit early for this, but because I, I want, I want because I think what you said about the CG, it looks fine. It's not bad or whatever. The new added category for the year. That what is this film missing or was that? that yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. What does this movie? What does this movie need? Okay. Do you, I? My it's mine's real simple. Okay. It's three letters. Fun. Oh. I thought this movie was so boring and so dull and like devoid of, of fun or humor in like not that it, like not every movie has to be serious but like this was it wasn't even depressing it was just and I um somebody called it a slog I think it was the right an overplotted slog that's how it felt I kept checking the time because I was like hold on I, I definitely bookmarked this um so there's some there's a moment where we're seeing all of these people and like I don't know if it's Cal's history, but like all these assassins are starting to, he's like broken the animus. He's like become one with his thing. Yeah. And like Marion Cotillard's face appears, yes. right? There's still like 25 minutes left in the movie. And I, there, there were these moments throughout where I was like, how is there still this much movie left? Like I couldn't believe, and normally I love the idea of a, like a ticking clock movie, like, um, uh, the Knights Templar lady gives him like, you have until next week because we're going to stop giving you money for yeah. this. And I'm like, oh, well, now there's a real deadline, except for it never felt like there was a, it felt like they had a lot of time to do it. There was no like real pressure to get something done. I, they mentioned things, but it never felt like it. This movie was so like, I, I'd almost rather it be more depressing, but it just was like, huh. See, I didn't, okay. I didn't feel like it was a slog. I almost wanted it to be longer. Oh, <laughs> I needed, wow. I needed to know more about the space they were in this like uh center i don't know what you would even call it, this mental institution but like so i get that like oh okay so there's other assassins or uh at least lineages of them at this place but i was like but how how do they know what like, how did they know some of the information about him? Like, why did they think he was going to, you know? And then, like, I just kind of wanted to know more about that. And then I'm like, how, why aren't, why isn't things happening? Like, if so many of you are in here, like, what are you waiting for? I, I You know what I mean? Like, I kind of wanted to know more about that. Like, I just didn't understand how this place got all these people and then it, got them to st like i like i just this is amazing we are like ships passing the night that's so funny because like i didn't i i think more information would have made this movie worse what? i truly do because like why explain all that it because it really doesn't even matter and then when they get to the end it's like everything is explained so fast it's like who gives and that was the other thing too it's like i didn't give a shit about anybody i truly didn't i didn't care about cal cal seemed like a piece of shit i definitely didn't care about Jeremy Irons, I think Sophia is the most um, empathetic character until the end where now we don't like her. And like, and you're right, that turn is awful. And then at the very, very end of the movie, I'm like, so there's uh, Michael K. Williams and um, Michelle Lynn and Michael Fassbender on top of this building. And I don't care about them. I don't care if they succeed or fail. I don't, I, I just didn't care. And that's like, that's a horrible place to be in a movie where you've, you're watching people and it's like, I don't, does who has an objective? What do we really, what do we really care about in this movie? I don't know. I just didn't feel that way. What? Well, <laughs> but uh, okay, so yours was what was this movie fun. missing? Yes, fun. fun. Mine was the crow's story. Oh Jesus! Again, I just wanted to know more. 
So first of all, one of my first few notes is like when you see Cal, Cal, that's his name, right? Yes. As a little boy, he's like, well, first of all, clearly his parents were busy being assassins because they, this little boy taking a bike and just freaking jumping off a roof and like i loved i actually loved that was probably one of the most realistic things like there's uh, this the the speed that kid didn't give himself enough run-up speed to Um, make that one of my first notes was thank god i'm a girl mom (laughs) that's like well as sophia falls today (laughs) i don't know if i would have it i don't know if i could have it but um and then he's riding his like bike home and that that's when we see the crow or Bird eagle. Some bird, yeah. A raven or whatever flying and following him. And I was like, that would be freaky. Nothing good happens when crows follow you. Like, I wouldn't know, but we all know. Well, like, crows. But, that, and- but that's like, that's mythologically or like even, even, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, common like common like almost like folklore that like right a bird like if you if you anger a crow it'll follow you you mean you used to give me shit all oh, the time yeah. i'm it. sure that the crows that are outside our house you did something the ones to from them. bloomington I god think. um but i just want like we see this crow we see him a lot flying and you know he probably has a million stories um but like i really want i really wanted to know like what why why this bird like i just want to know like i i mean i didn't expect him to like start talking and like telling his story but like why is a bird so like well and i think that there's there's more of it in the game um and so like in the movie it's you know it's like it's with most things you get a if you're going to adapt a source material that's much, much larger, you have to kind of tone it down and not tone it down, but pare it down. Yeah. And so instead of getting any of that connection, we just, the bird is like our transition into the past basically. And, and that's all we really get of it. And it, it's less important. And it's like, it's a terrible example, but like in Sweeney Todd in the, in the musical, they like, they cut the ensemble because in their world, it's not as important. So they, Whatever, whatever, and there probably is some kind of backstory or, or uh, significance in the in the uh, the game of the bird. Here, they're just like, ah, yeah, we'll just put it over there. And we'll keep the bird, but we're not going to explain it. Yeah. Um, and then and then there's like the there's a whole lot of animosity in the in the past between uh, Aguilar and and there's like the prince and the prince's son, and they've got a the the son's been kidnapped, and like, I mean, that's it's not that it's confusing, but it's I don't know. Like, part of me wanted this. Be, uh, part of me wanted this to be a more mindless kind of action film. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we save the kid or we don't or whatever. And I, 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 it seemed it seemed overly complicated. And I think that's for me what kind of brought it down. And I, this is a this is an action game. This is a like this is a POV game where you you have like blade blades out of your wrist and you're in your dicing people up. Um, and this just felt very tame, and, and oh, I, I kept but writing. I, loved I kept the writing, fighting. I did though. I thought it was okay, but there was too many quick cuts. I, I, and I, I don't know. I, I, I gotta be honest. This was a big, this is a big miss for me. Wow. Like pretty much in every, and there's too many, too many good actors, for me to feel like this movie was not great. But I gotta be honest. And I know that's how I felt about Macbeth. Macbeth was all style, no substance, and uh. we're talking about. Macbeth yeah um and there were some choices they made that were weird they cut out the uh you know what is this a dagger I see before me that wasn't even in their version they did but I think 
it's visually it's a treat Macbeth but I think given like the 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 real visual and performance treat that we got with the Denzel Francis McDormand version just yeah. a couple years ago this is going to be this is forgotten oh. I mean I it's there's 100%. not it's not even close it's wow. not even close um there were the th- but like that's they they tried to do the thing where the three witches I think were um they I don't want to get into talk about the Macbeth that I watched. Th- yes, they're in it, but they're not really witches. They're just like women. Um, uh, and it's nothing like the one old lady in the the Coen Brothers, not yeah. the Coen Brothers, but that one who had that the voice and she was like, oh, she changed, she could, distorted her how physical. She could, yeah. yeah, it was great. Um, but and so like this, this movie feels like a Justin Curzel movie from what I've seen, at least with Macbeth. And I don't know. I just bored. That's well, that's my word. I really liked um, the relationship between Aguilar. No, Aguilar is the chair, isn't it? No, wait. no, that's the animus. Oh, so Aguilar, Ka- yes. And so that that's him in the past. Yes. Oh, and, and the other. Yeah, and um, uh, God, what is her name? Uh, Maria. Back yes. In, yeah. Um, because at first you just think that they're uh, like on the same team you know mm. like you know um and then you just can tell that there is a a deeper connection relationship but they i just i don't know i thought that played very well they didn't have to say a lot and it wasn't even necessarily the looks they gave you know no but just, but in this idea that it like they obviously <laughs> like creed first like if if one of them die i think she even says at one point like let me die if it means whatever yeah you know oh here, okay, so let's actually talk about this because this is where I was like, oh, they missed the mark. So when he's little, he comes home and his mom's dead. And then standing in the corner is his dad in the assassins, like, you know, yeah. get up. Mm-hmm. And from his perspective, he's like, my dad just killed my mom. And like, that's what you think. And then when Maria dies, or she's about to, you know, um, Oh, yes. Yep. The Oh, because wait, before that happened, we have a flashback where we see what happened with his mom and dad. And his dad held the sword like up to her neck, but and, she and pushed she, herself yes, into it because yeah. she knew she had she needed to. And so when his there's a when, moment where where Aguilar has like the priest with yes. a thing to his neck and the bad guy has a, a blade up to Maria's neck. And she's looking at him, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, this is where it's going to connect. She, she's going to throw herself into the blade because she's going to be like, it and, has to be done. And if she does it, it'll, it'll, it'll take this guy's focus, right? It, yeah, it, 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 story-wise, it would have made a lot of sense. Right. And then it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, but how did, like, the, and I, that's where I wrote, where I was just like, how, how did you not make that connection? Because it would have been like, I, I don't know. It's just it would have made it seem like the mom really was in on it. Well, because you still didn't know the mom was like an assassin. You just thought, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then at the end when clearly, you know, she's. She comes she back is, and gives. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that would have, again, been like, well, this makes sense. But I don't know. I, I had an issue with some things. But for the majority, I like, I was. I was into it. I didn't have to think. The action was there. There could have been more. But I just honestly, I I really did not have to think watching this movie. 
and it kept me entertained and I didn't think it was too long at all like I honestly was more like and what bumped me out was you were like um I thought we were coming up to the end and then you hit the button because you kept hitting it and then you were like oh my god there's 20 more minutes and I was like yes and then it ended like two minutes later and I was like that's another reason why I was mad because I was like I I thought I was gonna have 20 more minutes left of this movie I'm so glad it ended when it did this was a very long what hour 45 minute movie it was I I just I, I didn't feel like any I didn't it, it, and and I, I say this a lot with movies, and it's not like I and when I say like I didn't care about anybody, it's not like I have to like feel sad about or like or whatever, but just I just everybody's point of view. I didn't I wasn't with the Templar, I wasn't with the assassins, I didn't really care about Cal, I didn't care about Sof- I did kind of care about Sophia until the end, and I was like, well, now I don't give a shit at all. And I just this feels like um it feels like you know a lot of muckety mucks probably got in the mix. Like there was one of the, and I've seen this in person before in, in the behind the scenes footage, there was a, they were showing like the director uh, talking to people from, from Ubisoft, right. About like the locations in the game and stuff. And there were like, there were like six, like late thirties to early 40 white dudes. And they all have backpacks and very sporty sunglasses. And they all have the same look where it's like, yeah, yeah, this sounds really good, but really, I know those are those are high up executives at Ubisoft, and I did which is the video game. Yes, okay, and I and I only I did a, I know you know this, but I did I did a Facebook uh, like training video once, and I knew that I saw the director, and then there was like the producer of the film, but there were like four people from Facebook there, and like they all had very trendy glasses and phones and ba- and ba- the backpack look that was just just and like. And anytime we would do a take, it would be like we get cut, and there'd be like a lot of like whispering in the background, and I'd have to wait. And be like, and like the adjustment would be like, Adam, that's great, that's great. When you do it next time, can you hold your hand up for four more seconds? I'm like, really? This is this oh is the God. note. And so, to me, knowing nothing about the actual production of this, but just recognizing that there's a bigger company at play, even beyond the like the yeah. film production companies. I, I feel like this is one of these. Let's get a lot of let's get a lot of people's opinions in the mix. It's like just let a few people cook on this, man. Just let this be a few people's passion project and let it let it rip. But the more people you get involved, the more. And I felt like this is this is this was one of those things. Like you've yeah. got too many talented actors in this movie for for my opinion to feel like this is just not very entertaining. I mean, you got Omar from The Wire in this, and they they give him like seven lines. It's just so boring. Brendan Gleeson is in this for like really for one scene. That's it. He's in it for like one scene and then another scene where he basically dies. And like I, I was like, what a waste of a brilliant actor in this. Ugh. I was just all around just disappointed. Wow. Well. Yeah. This was a Melissa movie. <laughs> I I liked it. I'm bummed there's not a second one. Well, and and you're totally right. The way that they ended this, not just with the with the three of them on the on like the tower, but with the the Marion Cotillard turn. I just think it's so clear that's what they wanted to do. I think they could totally do a second one. Well, and it's interesting. And, and they can, you know, the mistakes that they had in this one. You know, they could redo it. I just feel like it seems like it doesn't have to necessarily follow. Michael Fassbender's character. Like, 
the Assassin's Creed, they're all over. There's many of them. Yeah. I feel like how have they not had many of these? Because you could have, you know what I mean? It could just. So so let me just really quickly, I want to run through a little bit of um, Michael Fassbender's uh, <coughs> his his IMDb. OK, so the first time I think most people in the U.S. see him is he's got a, a small but notable role in 300. He's one of the Spartans in that. Um, a few years later, he does a couple of really good indies that people like uh, he's in uh, Hunger, which I have seen, which is really, really good. Um, he's in a horror movie called Eden Lake, and he's in another uh, British indie called Fish Tank. And then in 2009, speaking of Inglorious Bastards, he's Archie Hickox in that. He's the the guy who helps them mm -hmm. and who gives up the wrong three when they're in the bar and gets everybody fucked. And then after that, he starts to do – I mean, these aren't good movies, but like he's in Jonah Hex. He's in Centurion. He, he, and then the big – I think his real breakthrough is he's the new Magneto in mm -hmm. X-Men when they do the ones in the past with McAvoy. Yeah. He's in Shame, which I know we love mm -hmm. Shame. Um, and he's, he's, in that, and then he gets, uh, he's Prometheus, uh, he's David and Prometheus and an alien covenant. Yep. So he's, he's attached to some really big franchises. He gets his first Oscar nomination for 12 years a slave when he plays that real, real piece of shit. And then he's kind of all over the place. Like he does, um, he does the Macbeth, which is not that great. He does, he's Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs, which I really liked. Yep. Um, but then like since then, so he does Assassin's Creed. An Alien Covenant, which is okay, but most people don't enjoy it. But like the last, so 2017, The Snowman. Do you remember that? Uh, it's like a kind of oh a thrillery yes. movie. Not that was not good. Um, he's we have not seen. He's in X Men Dark Phoenix, which was like pretty much pretty universally panned. Okay, we haven't seen that. Uh, but and that was 2019. That's his last credited performance in something. Wow. Now he he is in. Um, uh, a movie called Next Goal Wins, which is coming out this year, which is the next Taika Waititi movie. Oh. And he's in the next David Fincher movie called The okay. Killer, oh. which, funnily enough, I believe he plays an assassin in that. Um, so I'm hoping that those kind of bring him back up because I, I remember specifically when we saw Shame, it, I, and we'd seen him in things before, but mm -hmm. it was like, this guy's fucking good. For, yeah. Um, and I think he just... They could just pick some bad projects. I know you'd like this movie, yeah. um, but I don't know. I really hope that this he's got two films slated for this year. So that yeah. would be keep kicking that. That would be great if it, yeah. it kind of resurrected his career. Um and and you're but you're right though about the notes. Like I don't like do you have many more notes? Because I I don't. No, I I was so engaged in this movie. I'm I was <laughs> sitting there sipping my coffee, just yeah, I I wanted more. I wanted to see more of the assassins, like the fighting through the city, like all of that. I just I really enjoyed. I did not think cinematography or CG was bad. I, and, I loved it. But I, I and honestly, I think I what I will say is I'm with you though, and I think but I think is, I would take this as a negative though. Is I wanted more. I wanted more like like um when we remember recently we went to not recently it's about a year ago now but we took a family trip back to Bloomington and we that like that last night we were like hey we're exhausted we're gonna just take it easy we watched Uncharted yes pretty dumb movie yes but a, but like it knew what it was it was entertaining because like I just kind of knew what it was gonna be and not again that's more of a silly movie this is more serious and again serious are fine but like I just there was no I didn't feel any joy at all no fun I didn't care about anybody and I think like let's get that let's get the assassins together earlier. 
right? Let's get them doing something. Yeah. But it just never it never happened. And I was I was bummed. Oh. So I guess I'll ask just to make it official for the record. So, Melissa, do you think <laughs> Assassin's Creed was a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or just a good I th- movie? Like, I thought this was a good movie. Oh, this definitely wow. I would watch this movie again. I would. Wow. I guess well it's good that we own it, I guess. Um <laughs> And see, I it actually I feel like I would say that this is like this is a a bad good movie. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like they tried to make this like a thing. This wasn't like an uncharted. This wasn't like a Resident Evil. We're not trying to beat this was like, no, we're gonna like there were scenes where I thought Fastbender was trying to get like an Oscar nomination in this. And I, I that's part and of his what eyes made were it, tearing up. It and... didn't and that's part of it just didn't work for me on that uh-huh. level. I'm like, this is you're doing an Assassin's Creed. Oh, one my other thing too is that it, this movie was rated PG-13, and I think it should have been R. The game oh, is TVMA. Yeah, and you, or not TVMA, or it's rated MA. It should should have been. It just should have been more violent. Make it like if it's gonna be dark and serious, then make it fucking yeah. dark. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I uh, so but here a tr- I, we're coming back from Sharknado with a true split decision. I love it. Yeah. Um, so and I, I have to say, I think that's why I didn't take as many notes because as I was like watching this, it was like I didn't necessarily think there was anything bad, bad about this movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So well, I kind of forgot we were even <laughs> just doing this for a pod. Just, I was just, just so just into pleasure it. watching. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, well, and so that those are our thoughts on Assassin's Creed. Uh, you could find us on on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. You can listen to us in all the places where you find podcasts. Should we? Do we want to tease anything coming up? We know what the next three are. I don't think we know the order. Um, do we want to share any of that information? Oh, yeah. Let's tease. Okay. So. Uh, one of them, yeah, I know. Well, one of them is uh, a Travolta movie from the late '90s. Um, in his post Pulp Fiction run, this one because we're doing it, um, not as well received. Uh, but but uh, a beloved favorite of mine. Oh, okay. I have I have a teaser for one of them. Okay. This movie, <laughs> I don't know. If this is gonna be a teaser. You never want to grow up. There you go. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And that movie that you just teased, I guarantee everybody has seen. <laughs> everybody has seen it. I like this is the one. This might be the most known movie we've covered, maybe. You know what's funny? Which we we'll talk about it when we do. I horrible childhood Melissa had, apparently, but I don't think I saw this movie till I was with you. Well, there you go. I helped you out. Yeah. And uh the last movie is a comedy. From I think '97 uh, that you have not seen, um, that uh, I think uh, really put a couple of people on my radar that I hadn't known, um, including and and the director, uh, the director of the movie and the star of the movie are no longer with us, but very very funny people. Um, so there you go, we got three of those coming up. I don't know which one we'll do next, but you just um, stick with us. But whatever it is, until our next shitty film or a good movie. True. I guess <laughs> until our next film, I am Adam. And I'm Melissa. And thanks for tuning in. <laughs>